You're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Linnell Harris. Inspirational Perspective is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. Are you living the best life possible? You can subscribe to the Inspirational Perspective blog at www.inspirationalperspective.com. Follow Linnell on social media. Go to Facebook and like the Facebook page, Inspirational Perspective. You can also follow Linnell on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Linnell Harris. In this recording, Linnell asks his radio audience, what's the difference between being right and being wise? Let's join the conversation. What's the difference between being right and being wise? And I'm really curious to get you all's feedback on this one tonight. I want to hear from you. I want to know what you think about that. I think this is a topic that we probably could explore uh, for the remainder of the month if we wanted to. We'll see how this evening goes and what you all have to say. But what's the difference between being right and being wise? And is there any point when the two conflict? Is there a way to have both to be right and wise? Or is wisdom an affliction? where sometimes you just have to learn how to be silent and even be perceived as wrong if you're right. I'll get into it a little bit more as we get into the show. You know, so I took a vacation in Thailand. So I'll spend a few minutes telling you guys about that. It's always, whenever I have the opportunity to travel to a brand new country, this is my first time going to Thailand. And uh, Pam and I went over there. We spent some time in Bangkok, and then we had the opportunity to go to Phuket or Phuket, I believe that's how you say it, and uh, get some beach time in. And so I always want to bring something back for you guys, you know, some highlights. I'll definitely tell you, you know, one of the main highlights for me was rest, the opportunity to get rested up once we kind of push past the jet lag. And uh, the food in Thailand is amazing. It's funny, I have a favorite restaurant around the house that's a, a Thai food restaurant. It's amazing the things that influence you, and I when Pam and I were talking about a vacation, we said Thailand. We're like, oh, man, we got to check that out because the food is so good. And uh, it did not disappoint. It did not disappoint. One of the other highlights was the clothing industry, getting tailored clothes for very, for very cheap. As a matter of fact, the jacket, the blazer I have on right now is from Thailand. So, yeah, the food was one of the highlights. You know, tailored clothing. Pam and I both got suits made, a couple of jackets, shirts. Things like that for a whole lot less than you could get it in the States. Um, And then I had the opportunity to work out. For those of you who know a little bit about me, know that I'm a martial arts enthusiast. And I had an opportunity to spend some time with a a Muay Thai champ while I was in Phuket and worked out with him. And that was a lot of fun. Taught me a few things, how to use my elbows and my knees. (laughs) Not that I ever really hope I ever need to do that, but just a, it was a great workout, though. Talk about working up a good sweat. And then last but not least, at least the, the beautiful beaches. I mean, the beaches were beautiful. So if if you don't follow me on Instagram, you know, go check it out. I got lots of great pictures. It will give you an idea of how beautiful that country is very fantastic country there were some things that took me back i mean the traffic if you think traffic is in in chicago is bad you need to live in bangkok i mean the amount of time it takes to to get down one block doing traffic jam is horrendous 
<laughs> it's awful. It is downright awful. And so, you know, we complain about certain things, but it's all about perspective, all about perspective. You know, cool thing for Pam and I, we were on vacation, so we didn't have a lot of places to be real fast. And so we kind of just sat there and either fell asleep or or talked in the back of a cab. But we spent a lot of time in some cases in, in traffic, which was very interesting. So before I get into the show and I already got some callers on right versus wise. So I definitely want to hear what you guys have to say about that. About to get into that in one moment. But I want to share this. The world is your playground. And, you know, when I come back and I share my experiences about travel, and I'll I'll probably go a little more into, you know, some of the travel I've done in this hour, uh, if right versus wise doesn't take over the hour like I think it will. But I always want to inspire you guys to go check it out, especially for us African-Americans. So you have an experience outside of the experience here. I can recall when I was 23, my first time in Europe, and just the reception I got in different countries, it blew me away because as a young black man walking into a restaurant or into a department store here in the States, the reception was not always that kind, almost as if, you know, what are you doing here? And I can remember then how it shifted my perspective on international travel and even who I am and how I'm appreciated internationally by the reception I got. I can remember walking into a cafe in Rome and just getting the most beautiful reception and service and thinking, wow, I wouldn't have gotten that at home. So I'm I'm telling you guys, the world is your playground. Please go and check it out. There's an opportunity for us across the globe. I truly believe that. And there's two things that I walked away from vacation with that I want to share with you guys, simply because you know I believe in declaring fulfill. And so the first one is I have a renewed commitment to this work. You know, having downtime and really thinking about what I'm up to and what I'm looking to create in partnership with others, I have a renewed commitment to the work. I really see the need. And then secondly, I promise or I declare to be more focused and driven in delivering my vision starting today and into the future. And I'm telling you, I am going to the next level in 2016. So you just watch, literally. I am taking inspirational perspective, murder mediocrity, and insights for life to the next level in service of changing people's lives and having you live the best life possible and reach your possibility. So, all right, I wanted to share that. Now let's get into the show. What's your relationship to being right versus being wise? I want to know. But I got Preston on the line right now. Preston, what's your thoughts on right Versus wise, brother. Good to talk to you, man. Hey, um, good to talk to you. I have a cold tonight, so I'm not going to be on long. But um, my question to you, I received that question on a job interview mm. uh, while I was transitioning from one job to another, and I was under a lot of stress. And, and raising, um, at the time, my son was maybe 11, 12. And the interviewer asked me that question. I thought it was a good question. I didn't see how it related to the to the position that I was applying for. Mm-hmm. So I wanted your perspective on, you know, why would an interviewer ask oh. you that question 
that job interview. It seemed like a, it stuck with me because it seemed mm-hmm. like it was such an odd question to ask. And uh, so give me your perspective on why would someone ask that question uh, during a job interview that I thought it was kind of odd, but, but yet a good question. You know, I, so as a, a leader and someone who hires leaders, I completely understand why they ask the question. So I'll, I'll give you my perspective real quick. And then if you have any clarifying questions, please ask. I would say it's a matter of really understanding your perspective. In business, in business, what is right or what is the proper thing to do or the right thing to do or the report that adds up doesn't always matter. It's it's how you go about. It's not just the what, it's the how. I think that's probably the best way to explain it. So it's not just about what you do, it's how you do it. And what you do can be right. It can be within the lines of policy and process. It can, you know, the numbers that you're adding up can be right. And you're saying, hey, based on this data, this means X, Y, and Z. All of that can be right. But if you don't have the wisdom on how to take that information and synthesize it and build relationships and actually be willing to hold your tongue and shut up when necessary to truly see the long-term goal accomplished, then being right doesn't matter. Being right does not always mean that it's going to get done or that it's going to resonate with other people. And part of what you hear me share later about being right or what I believe is the difference between right and wise is wisdom takes a revolutionary type of patience. And often in business, so in this case, you get asked the question in a job interview. Often in business, what happens is if you don't have a revolutionary type of patience tied to what you believe is right, to the extent where you're able to use wisdom in your interactions, Mm -hmm. then you won't be as successful as someone who can. Um, And so I think whoever asked you that question was really trying to get underneath how you think versus whether right versus wise was, whether really understanding what you the definitions of the two. I think they were really trying to get underneath how you think and how you would fit into the culture based on how you think. So hopefully that helps. Um, I'll just take what you said and I'll just <laughs> marinate on that a little bit more. Okay. I, I don't know if it helped or not, but it, it gave me some explanation on, on why the one would ask that question. So I'll listen further tonight and maybe a light bulb will go off or something. Cool. But I get exactly what you're saying, but it's, it, that's a long time to try to explain that in, in, in a job interview when you only have like 15 or, uh, or less minutes to, to get through it. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. It's a that's a tough question. And right. it was a question to it, it sounds like you, you probably made it far in the process and it was one of those weed out questions. All right. So is this the guy? Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. what I felt. Yeah. OK. okay yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Cool. Thanks a lot for the call, Preston. All right. Um, great question. And, uh, you know, so applicable conversation uh, sounds like even in the professional realm. 
All right, I got I got Gino. Gino, what's up, brother? How you doing, man? Welcome home, young man. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, I was following you around the globe, <laughs> uh, getting great shots, uh, getting pictures of some of the shots you and your wife had taken. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm sure you had a good time. Oh yes, wonderful. You know, uh, your question was one that I had thought about uh, earlier uh, this week, and you'll find this out. You've been married about three months. It'll be 27 years for me and Renee. And the way I like to look at it is being right versus being effective. Mm. Right versus what, effective. I like that. Right. And, and it's like this. Uh, in the book, uh, Speaking Intelligently by uh, Liv Montgomery, she gave an example of a board meeting that had been held by some of the higher-ups. And the uh, CEO was a, an abrupt man. He was very crass and everything. And so she was uh, basically giving her a spin on what the next project should be. And he says, okay, that's good. Move on. So she said, okay, well, she moved on. And so he stopped. He said, excuse me. I misspoke. I apologize. What I meant to say was you have my buy-in. You don't have to explain any further. Hmm. Now, he was right as the CEO, right. but he wasn't very effective. <laughs> mm-hmm. And all that did was give him credibility in the eyes of his subordinates. And you'll find out, <laughs> as being a young married man, sometimes it's best to be effective than <laughs> to say, I'm right. <laughs> hey, and one of the I'm key, learning that already, man. <laughs> right. One of the great keys of good communication, because this is all what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. One of the things me and my wife, we practice, when we don't have the same perspective of thing, we don't say, I disagree. Because that implicates or indicates that you're wrong and I'm right, where you automatically put the person on the defensive. So a better way of saying it is I see it differently. Ah, uh, yeah. So being right is one thing, but are you being effective? Nice. And I guess you can interchange that with being wise. Absolutely. So that, that was my comment on that, that statement. You know, I, I love that comment, man. And what it put me in, a, like, in the realm of thinking is, in, in coaching, we we have this concept called context. Right. And basically, what context is is it's a we call it a box that people basically build truths in that create a belief. Mm-hmm. And the best way to explain context is, you know, so Gino, you and I, we come from similar backgrounds but different. And so your life experience has probably put blue shades on your eyes where my life experiences have put red. I mean, we're different people, right? So my, the shade through which I see life is going to be different than the shade through which you see life. Right. Even as similar as we may be, there's still a difference. So if I see life through blue shades and you see life through red shades and we're both looking at the sun... We're both saying two different things. You know, I'm saying through the blue shades that the sun is green. You're saying that the sun is orange. And in essence, we both are right. And at the same time, because we're looking at the sun from our box, we're both wrong. (laughs) I think you being a coach, I I have some training in that. And basically what what I gleaned from what you said was that one of the things that a coach does is help the person see what's already there, help them come to the answers. 
that's mm-hmm. already there. Because, I mean, it basically, you, you're working you're working with a person, and you try to get them to see there's more to you than what you probably see from the lenses that you're looking in. Absolutely, it's there. Yep. And I'm going to help bring it out. It, it's kind of like I heard it what a person said, a coach said this way. He said, you ever really wanted to do something, you just couldn't find out how to do it. No matter how hard you tried, no matter what you've done, no matter what material you've read, you just couldn't get to that next level. Mm-hmm. That's where I come in. Yep. That's absolutely it. Because the reason why we can't get to that next level is because we're stuck in a particular type of context. And Correct. it's that context that has created concrete truths that we need somebody to help lift us out of and actually point it out and say, hey, all these beliefs, all these things that you hold to be true, that you stacked on each other because one truth equals another truth that equals another truth are actually not as concrete and true as you believe they are. And we do this about ourselves, right? Well, you know, yeah, because we, we tend to create these truths or limitations, I'll use that word, because mm-hmm. we, we tend to be more negative than positive. And as one person put it, when you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, hey, man, thanks for the phone call, brother. We even got sure. into a, a little bit about context. Maybe I'll spend some time really <laughs> breaking yeah. that down. Yeah, breaking well, that listen, down. Well, listen, I'm going to tweet you. I'm going to tweet you. I need your help on something. I think you'd be very interested in. Okay. And, uh, the the good doctor, Dr. Renee, she'll, uh, she, she'll update you on what's coming up. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Thank you so Take much. Care. All right. Thanks Bye. for the phone call. All right. Uh, two good phone calls. You know, Preston, if you're still listening, I have one more thing for you. Right now in the work arena, and I'm, I'm trying to make this bring some context to the question that you were asked about right versus wise. But right now. In my current work arena, I've been working on a strategy for almost a year that I have taken three different positions on that I know is right. I know is right, but I need buy-in before I move for it to be successful. And so in choosing the the way of the wise, I've been patient not to push it until I get that. So much so that I have recrafted the strategy and my positioning multiple times and have spent countless hours doing so. So that's another reason why you might be asked that question, because sometimes being right can be polarizing. And I'll get into that right now. Right versus wise. What's the difference? What is the difference? And we all have a relationship to being right. And we love being right. I mean, we all do. We all love to be right. I mean, that's our relationship to being right. Like, who doesn't like to be right? Zach, please, I mean, tell me. How does it feel to be right, man? When you, when you say that thing and, you know, that person looks at you and they got to say, yeah, you're right. How does that feel? Feels awesome. Feels righteous. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it feels it feels good. I mean, we all love it. Am I right? Or am I right? <laughs> That's uh, right. I've been dying to say that, <laughs> pun intended. But there's something magical and wonderful about 
raising your hand and having the right answer. Like we, we love that. Or giving the right directions, like I'm giving you the right directions or wearing the right clothes to the right occasion. You know, people saying, oh, you look awesome tonight. Like, yeah, I did it right. So another question I have is can right ever be wrong? I'd love to hear from you. Like, can right ever be wrong? And my take on it is maybe it can be. Maybe it can be. Because most of us can remember that time when we saw a coworker or someone else interrupt and correct the big boss in a meeting, in a setting, and the coworker or that person may have been right, but for some reason, everybody cringed. And somehow, it felt wrong. I got Rebecca on the line. Rebecca, sounds like you hey. have some perspective on that. How are you? Hi, how are you? Uh, I was always taught that it's okay to be right and <laughs> it's okay to be wise, but the wise choice is always to be kind. Mm. Sort of like Mr. Uh, Andy Griffin, where even though he was right with Barney, he still was kind. <laughs> <He> still, <laughs> so true. I was taught to be kind. So if I could pull that, like you were just speaking about the boss, if mm-hmm. I could pull that boss to the side later, I would prefer to do that than to confront him, embarrass him in front of everyone else. It would be better to just say, you know, what we were talking about earlier, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. this is what I think about what you think. <laughs> and it's kind of being kinder and letting them maybe see the perspective uh, of um, what, what we, I guess we would say is the right perspective nice. if they were really that wrong. But sometimes it's, it's good to just kind of hold your hold your peace and, and, and pull your friend or a coworker or even a stranger to the side where you don't embarrass them and hurt their, their spirit. So, Rebecca, can I slingshot the question on you then? Yeah. So if if right, be, it's okay to be right, but being kind. If I'm right, but I'm being mean, does that negate my my all my righteousness, like my rightness? That, I mean, that's the problem, is that we have in this society right now the tendency to be mean and hurtful and callous in the way that we present our argument, even though our argument is the one that is probably the right argument, mm. but it's just the way that we present it to each other is, is, is wrong. That's the wrong part. You, you may have the right answer. The answer may, may be number seven, but if you choose to say it in a venomous, horrible way to the person, it doesn't matter to the answer seven. It, the, the pain trumps the answer that you just caused, the pain that you put up on that person and the people that are listening to you put that pain upon that person because you didn't have to be so cruel. Got it. So so what I hear you saying is that you if you're right but you're but you're callous or not careful or disrespectful that you still end up being wrong. Well, you're wrong in a different way. Your you're wrong in a different way. Correct okay. answer. The answer is number seven. But the way you said number seven mm-hmm. in a very hurtful and painful way, that's the wrong part. Got it. 
So, I mean, this, so what you just shared is something that we probably can take to our relationships, huh? Exactly. To all of your relationships with your children, with your spouses, with your mothers, everybody, with strangers on the street, with the, the cashier, you know, and the cashier toward the customer. You know, you can take it with everybody that is human and even animal. You know, just mm. don't be so cruel to each other. Got it. You can be right. It, it, it's okay. You, it's right that you don't want this person to go outside without their coat on, but you don't have to call them a stupid, dumb person for not going out there with their coat on. Got it. Got <laughs> but it. you're right. They do need that coat on because it's cold outside. <laughs> All right. So right versus wise. Who wins? Who, 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 wisdom. Wisdom. Wisdom, wisdom wins. Wisdom. Okay. And wisdom. I, it sounds like Gino said the same thing. So right now, wisdom's up 2-0. Okay. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you, Rebecca. All right. right, Have a good one. All right. So right versus wise, Rebecca chose wisdom. Gino chose wisdom. You know, so my opinion is there's a big difference between being right versus being wise. And I want to get into the, the meat of it. Because I happen to know a really, a lot of really smart people who are right most of the time. Yet they don't seem to ever make traction towards the things that really matter to them, like their relationship, like their careers. And, and, and like I said, there's very smart people who are right most of the time. And my observations have led me to believe that being right all the time comes with a fairly high price. Like that's my observation is, and, and I'll, I'll tell you, even if I'm right and kind, I find that being right all the time comes with a fairly high price. Now, let me, let me be very clear. If you're right and disrespectful and you're not kind, like what Rebecca was saying, then there's already a price. I think the price there is inherent. We know that price. But if you're right and kind, but you're right all the time, people will find it difficult to be with you. And you may actually lose when it comes to building intimate relationships because there does come a time where from wisdom, It is more wise just to be with someone where they are. And, you know, they may be wrong, but just to be with them where they are, then it is to chastise them. And then there's other times from love where it's the right thing to be right. So I'm curious, what's the right mix for this? I got Susie on the line or Sunzi looks like Sunzi on the line. Sunzi, how are you? You're on the air. Yes, good evening. This is an excellent topic to bring up because I have a brother that used to do this to my mother all the time. Mm. My mother was older, okay. so she knew, she knew some things. My brother was coming up through life, knew very little. He would say something, and he may very well be right with his answer. Mm-hmm. But he was trying to correct her, first of all, and I feel that he was out of order yeah. because of her level of authority. Mm-hmm. And his timing was off also. Mm-hmm. So in being right, you can jump in and be right. And I told him this. You can be right all day long. Mm-hmm. But you can be also wrong in your timing and how you disrespect someone. 
in what you're saying. Your tone and all of that goes into play. Wow. So, so Sunza, you, you're bringing a whole new yes. wrinkle. Am, yes, am I, I saying am. your name right? Sunzi. Sunzi. Okay, Sunzi. Yes. Um, you're bringing a whole new wrinkle because you're saying that, so Rebecca said there's this element of being kind, but you're saying, hey, there's also an element of timing. Yes, it is. That's important. So you were about to go somewhere else. I don't want to cut you off. Go ahead. Well, well, the wisdom part of it has to do with the process. It also has to do with authority, and it also has to do with who are you speaking to? Mm. Think about who you're speaking to when you give that wisdom. Everybody's not willing to accept it, and everybody's not willing to listen or receive it. But wisdom is a process, and the older we get, the wiser we are. Or at least we should be. (laughs) Or at least we should be, yes. That's that's my comment. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're more than welcome. Great comment. And an added wrinkle, time. Timing. All right, so I could be right, but then so first I have to consider, you know, Gino called it effectiveness. Rebecca said being kind, right? So I have to consider my effectiveness. And then in the realm of effectiveness, Gino used a good, great word because effectiveness meaning not just kind, but you also have to consider timing. So when am I going to say this? Maybe, and I was just sharing, maybe I should just be with this person in their wrongness and let them be because the time is not right. I don't know, Zach, what you think? Man, I think time is a huge factor, but I think it it is all about context. You have to really just ex- examine the situation each time. Absolutely. I, I agree. Okay, so where I ended before I took the call from Sunzi was, you know, my observations, what I believe is that being right all the time comes with a, a, a fairly high price. And that high price includes stunted career potential. So Preston, that's something else. I mean, another reason why that may have been asked. Stunted career potential, right? I, I know a lot of professionals who are far more educated uh, than me. I'll tell you right now, I'm not the smartest guy at the job. Far more educated, right way more than I am, but probably right too much. Stunned at their career growth. Being right all the time has created broken relationships and fragile and fickle friendships along with so much more. So it comes with a high price. And so all this comes at the cost of being right, yet... Hey, when Zach and I were just playing a second ago, we'd love to be right. So what does that mean? I like to spend the next 14 minutes talking about wisdom and why being right is so attractive and being wise is often so difficult. Because I have it that being wise requires active listening. Like being wise requires you to truly process what's happening in a conversation, what's happening in an environment, what's happening all around you. And it requires pensive patience. All right. So what do I mean by pensive patience? Thoughtful patience. If I say this, what can happen? 
it also acquires a certain amount of emotional intelligence. So what is the impact of me being right right now on this person? And how and what would the ramifications be? In one of my speeches, I, I tell the story about Abraham Lincoln and General Meade in the Civil War. And General Meade, he was the general who who led the uh, battle at Gettysburg against General Lee. And General Meade wins the Battle of Gettysburg. Long story short, he wins the Battle of Gettysburg and he has General Lee on the retreat. And as General Lee is retreating, he has to make a decision. And the decision that he makes is that he's not going to basically follow General Lee and in so many ways, in a lot of ways, in the war. Because when he looked at the condition of his men, and remember, Gettysburg, 50,000 people lost their lives, right? Wounded. I mean, so think about it, blood everywhere. His men are worn down, and he decides in that moment, I'm not going to chase General Lee. Well, the message gets back to Washington, to President Lincoln, who, as we know, was vexed by this war. And President Lincoln finds that, in fact, General Meade could have ended the war. So what is the right thing for him to do? Here it is. General Meade could have been the difference between the war ending and less bloodshed, and he didn't. And so what is the right thing for President Lincoln to do? You could say, call for stars. Have him resign. Or, if not that, he probably could use a good beatdown, right? (laughs) A good verbal thrashing of some sort. What does President Lincoln do? He writes a letter and then sticks it in his drawer and never sent it. He got the emotions out on paper, but never sent it. Why? Because the wise thing to do was to leave General Meade in his station because he was the best general he had. So right versus wise, right? A huge display of leadership and emotional intelligence by President Lincoln at the time. I mean, there's, there's lots of stories that I could share like that. And that's one I share in one of my speeches about leadership, emotional intelligence, and using wisdom. But that is the impact of wisdom. Because if he had sent that letter, letter to General Meade, what would have happened General Meade, being the honorable man that he is, the letter said things like, General, how, you know, what did you, man, what were you thinking? Basically, right, in layman's terms, you let General Lee go and you could have ended the war. And if he had sent the letter, General Meade probably would have tendered his resignation and the Civil War might have gone differently. So, right versus wise. So, what else about wisdom? So wisdom requires active listening, pensive patience, and the possibility of knowingly being wrong. Like sometimes to be wise, you have to assume the position of looking like you're wrong. For instance, holding your tongue. Also, if he ain't say nothing, then he probably wrong. Interesting. Being wise sometimes requires silence. Even when you know you are right. Ouch. Ouch. And 
being wise requires a certain level of self-discipline and the ability to focus on the totality of what's at stake. I'm going to say that again. Being wise requires self-discipline and the ability to focus on the totality of what's at stake versus the illusion of a necessity in the moment. Oh, so your significant other just made you mad. Being wise requires self-discipline and the, the ability to focus on the totality of what's at stake. Your relationship could be at stake if you let the illusion of the necessity in that moment win. And I call it the illusion of the necessity of the moment because the moment comes and goes so quickly that often when we said that thing that is wrong, we wish we never said it. We wish when we look back and you may have been right, you may have been right, but you still regret it. So why be wise when it takes so much work? Why be wise? Well, if wisdom is being applied in an effort to achieve a big picture goal. All right. So one of the things I talk about on a regular basis is big picture goals. This is why having the big picture in mind is so important, because it gives you the context to put a stake in the ground and act out of wisdom. If the big picture is to have a loving, connected and intimate relationship with my wife, and the necessity of the moment and being right is contrary to my goal, then wisdom says, be quiet, Linnell. That's what wisdom says, because it does not help me achieve the overall big picture goal. So if wisdom can be applied in an effort to achieve a big picture goal, then the payback can be truly righteous. That's what wisdom offers. Right doesn't get us the righteousness the way that wisdom does. Because in the end, if you're applying wisdom, then you hit the goal and hitting the goal, I think we all can agree, is righteous. So this week, I got some things for you guys. This week, I'm asking you all, to conduct a self-assessment. Now, the first thing some of y'all thinking is, oh, I wish my husband heard this tonight. <laughs> oh, I wish my wife was listening right now. Ah, no. Self-assessment, okay? This week, I want you to conduct a self-assessment of where you land in the conflict of being right versus being wise. What's the percentage? Like if you had to break down where you are every day, starting tomorrow, starting Sunday, how often were you right and how often were you wise? And score it. It's funny. I just I was reading this book called Trigger by Marshall Goldsmith. And in the book, Marshall Goldsmith says one of the ways to achieve sustainable change is to identify what triggers you and then take a score. So what I'm telling you is to take a score on when you're right versus wise. That's how you that's how you create sustainable change. 
And and that's also how you can shift your everyday behavior towards being wise. Because when you take the score, you might right now you might be like, well, I'm straight. I'm wise, Linnell. I'm wise. Okay, take score. Like, prove it to me. <laughs> prove it to me. Because when you take score, you might find out, like, wait a second. I, I use wisdom 25%, and for 75%, I was basically, I was right. I had to be right. No, you didn't say that. Yes, you did text that to me. Let me show you, <laughs> right? <laughs> you were right. And when you get to marking it, you might be surprised how often you're right. And the funny thing is we're not going for right anymore, right? We're going for wise. So how can you shift your everyday behavior towards being wise? And I suppose the goal for each of us, including me, would be to swing the pendulum towards wise as much as possible. And I'm telling you, it's a tough task. Like what I'm what I'm offering up this evening is not simple. It's a tall glass. But who said living the best life possible was easy? And I think we all can agree that if it comes down to being right versus being wise, that being wise is how you can live the best life possible. Because after all, being right all the time isn't all that e- easy either, as we can see. This episode of Inspirational Perspective was recorded at the Midway Broadcasting Corporation in Chicago, Illinois, on WVON 1690 AM, The Talk of Chicago. Thank you for listening. Go to the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page and like the page. Follow Linnell Harris on social media at the handle Linnell Harris. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with that handle. Text INSPIRED to 43783 to receive free inspirational quotes and updates.